Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Box. The Box is the juicy talk show hosted by Pandora's Fantasy Box. We are here nightly at 11.30 p.m. East Coast time to entice, educate, entertain, and inform you. Open-minded adults of all genders, orientation, and lifestyles are invited to join us as we acknowledge and explore our desires without fear of judgment or shame. Come with us as we turn fantasies into realities. And please don't be shy. We won't bite. Well, some of us might. I definitely will bite and maybe nibble a little bit because, you know, that's my thing. But that's okay. Whether you are mild or wild or just don't know yet, come live free with us. And we just want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in every night. We very much appreciate it. And my name is Treasure, and I hope you all enjoy the podcast. Thank you. You know, every time I hear Treasure say she loves to bite and she loves to nibble, I want to know what the hell she's biting and whom the hell she's nibbling on. Hello, everybody. This is Alexis with The Box, and tonight in The Box, we have Treasure and Steve. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, tonight's topic is called Real Talk, Know Your Worth, Stay or Go, and How to Let Go. Last week, I did a podcast called The Honeymoon is over. Now what? So relationships, as with life, go through phases. Have you been feeling down, been told that you aren't worth much? Have you been wondering if it's time to leave, wondered wondered if you leave, where would you go, or if you should just tough it out? Last week, the honeymoon stage is kind of the stage I like to call when things settle down after the puppy love stage and after the everything is kind of cute stage and you're dating, you're courting, the person is yours, you're sort of settling in, and then the honeymoon is over because everything has settled down. Like the person is yours, like you no longer have to do the grand gestures to win the person over. You find that you're not putting as much effort as you did when you first met the person. So like I said, relationships go through stages and As we said last week, just because you're in the honeymoon stage doesn't mean your relationship is over. There are things that you can do to turn things around. But what happens when you can't turn things around anymore or when things just aren't getting better despite trying? Then that means you moved into the next phase of your relationship where you're starting to question whether you should stay in your relationship and tough it out, or is it time to leave? So that's kind of a delicate stage because sometimes in relationships, relationships are hard in general. It takes so much work to have a relationship with someone else. Whether it's a family relationship, a personal relationship, or a romantic relationship, even a work relationship takes work. 
And sometimes it's easier to leave a relationship than it is to stay and tough it out. But if you constantly leave relationships, imagine how much you're missing out on. But if you stay and you tough it out, sometimes that's not the best solution either, especially if it's an abusive relationship. So the question is, now that you're in this stage, is it the stage where you know your worth, know who you are as a person, and decide for you personally, is it best for you to stay in the relationship and tough it out and hope that it gets better? Or is it time to pack your bags and say, you know what, I'm worth something. If you're not going to respect me, if things aren't going to get better, I'm out of here. Do you guys agree with that, Steve? Yeah, I do. Uh, but I think that that some of us don't have alternatives and I think it's important when you don't, and when I say have alternatives, maybe there's kids, maybe financially uh, you're obligated. And when you look at, look, when you weigh everything out, maybe it's just easier to stay in the relationship for the kids sake financially. And, and there you have to start answering some questions about your self worth so that you can value or identify what what do I need to do to be able to take care of me? And I'm not going anywhere. I can't leave this relationship I'm in. But I still I have needs as a human, and I've got to take care of those needs. But at the same time, I've got to reassure myself about my emotional security and realize that you know what I am somebody. So in that sometimes that Somebody can handle that on their own. Or sometimes somebody can, a person needs counseling. Either way, I think it's important. If you don't have, you can't leave, you've got to look at number one and say, all right, what can I do to take care of myself? And, and uh, what is my value that I bring to any relationship? Sorry, treasure. <laughs> yeah, I know. I keep forgetting to say that sometimes myself. Um, yeah, I'm totally with Steve on that. Um, when it comes to having a marriage and kids, you know, you sometimes have to think about more than just yourself. So I totally get his point. However, I've never been in a marriage and I've only been in like probably only like three uh, serious relationships. All the other relationships weren't really that serious. So um, those relationships ended not real badly. Some did, some didn't. But um, but yeah, I totally see what, you, you, what you're talking about, Alexis, because you really have to know your worth and you have to realize, okay, is this person worth me staying for and worth toughing it out and worth it for me in the long run to stay with this person? Well, I really didn't think that in a lot of the relationships I had because I was being not physically abused, but verbally abused. And then the one guy I was with, he wasn't exactly verbally abusing me, but he was just like treating me like crap and just like talking down to me. So, you know, pretty close. So I really didn't see my worth in those relationships because I should have got out a lot sooner. The one guy I did get out pretty quickly because it wasn't even a year, but the other guy was like three and a half years, so it was a long time. So I definitely know my worth now, and you're absolutely right, Alexis, about relationships. They are very, very hard work, and it's gotten to the point where it's like it's not even worth it for me to even try to have a relationship with any of the guys that I've been with or you know dated because they're just not a good fit for me. And even if they are, they end up leaving me all the time because that's like the story of my life. And I know that's how it goes for everyone. Like 
the guys I like don't like me, and the guys that like me I don't like, and blah, 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 and that's how it always goes. Because I've been on dating sites for a while, and I always have that issue. But as far as um, knowing your worth and knowing, you know, who you want and who you don't want and if you should stick around, depending on the issue. But, um, but yeah, I totally get what Steve's saying because sometimes there's um, extenuating circumstances where you got to think about other people. And I get that, you know, I, I have not been in that situation because I've never been married and I don't have any kids. So, but I, I totally get what he's saying. So it really depends on the situation, I guess, if you want to stick it out and hopefully things get better, you know, maybe you can seek counseling or just communicate with each other better. Or if it's just going to get worse and worse and worse, you're better off just getting out. Cause I know you want to be there for the, the children and all, but you don't want to be stuck in a, you know, a horrible marriage with someone just because you need to be around for the kids. You can work something out and, you know, obviously get joint custody of the kids and whatever. I know that's not always the best thing for the kids because the best thing is for them to stay together, but you don't want to be stuck in an unhappy marriage. Cause I've talked to many guys that are married and, you know, just not happy. And it's like, why are you still in that marriage? Like, so yeah, so and, I totally uh, get um, the whole, sorry. Yeah, like, in all honesty, I do see your point and Steve's point when, depending on the circumstances, if you have kids, it might be best for you guys to stay together. I don't actually agree with that because me personally, I do not have any kids. But as a child who was raised by a single parent, my parents, when when they were together as children, I have horrifying memories of my parents fighting with the point where my dad literally chased my mother around with a knife, like literally chasing her around with a knife. I've also remembered my mother literally shoving me and my sister in a closet and me trying to hold onto the door as both of them violently screaming and fighting with each other to the one point where he punched a hole in the closet door because I wouldn't open the door. So, in my honest opinion, in my honest opinion, yes, I understand that when you get married and you have kids, you have the hopes of raising happy children, living together for uh, forever happy. But situations and circumstances change, and children, believe it or not, are more resilient to change than adults are. And I'm sad to say this, but. If you stay in a marriage just for your children, they're going to be able to tell because if you're constantly bickering with your spouse, even if you don't fight in front of your children, there's always going to be that tension. Okay. Like, have you ever walked into a room and there's tension in the air and you know that something happened, right? Isn't it better to raise your child single and your ex-spouse single or should they choose to move on happier raising a child and sharing custody to be happy yourself mentally physically and emotionally than it is to be in a stressed out relationship where you're mentally down physically you might be gaining some weight emotionally you're just a wreck how do you take care of your child if you're not taking care of yourself first yeah that's absolutely right you're right So when I talk about know your worth, I don't mean monetary-wise. I mean know your worth as in yourself as an individual. You are worth something. 
right? Because you yourself are intelligent. You yourself have knowledge. You yourself have experience. So when I say know your worth, I don't necessarily mean know your worth as in how much money are you worth or how much money would you have if you were to leave your marriage or how much money would you lose if you were to move, if you have joint property and you have to split. That's not what I'm talking about. Know your worth as an individual, as in what makes you you, what makes you happy, what makes you function well mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because in a relationship, if you aren't getting what makes you you, if you're in a relationship where it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't serve a purpose for you, then why are you in that relationship, right? It comes to the point where there's only so much that you can do to save a relationship or so much conversation that you can have with a person to try to change a relationship. So, if you know your worth and you're trying to save your relationship, but it ain't going anywhere, why are you going to devalue yourself by sticking in this situation just because there are other people in this situation that you don't want to hurt? Because at the end of the day, aren't the person you're punishing is yourself? Because if you stay in an unhappy situation, their chances are you're going to be depressed and stuff like that. So what is the point of being in an unhappy situation if there is a different situation that can make you happy, regardless if you leaving that situation is going to hurt others or not? Because you can't take care of others if you're not going to take care of yourself. Do you agree with that, Steve? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's all about, you said, know your work, which I conjure up the image of an emotional piggy bank. How much emotional uh, savings that you have that identifies who you are and how you can survive. And if if you're in a abusive relationship, uh, regardless if there's kids involved or not, then it's time to get out because that there's nothing positive going to come out of an abusive relationship. Uh, but in in a case where uh, it's not abusive, uh, and if you don't have kids, then that's that's clearly a a, a much easier choice and decision that can be rendered. Uh, and, and there, it's really all about number one, which is, is you. Uh, but if there are others involved in in this whole dynamics uh, with you and that other person, then you've got to weigh that and you've got to look at what is the best decision for the situation we're in. And how can I take care of a child, take care of myself, but yet at the same time uh, continue on with the with this relationship that I have? Essentially, the relationship becomes redefined for what you thought initially was going to be when you first got, got it set up to now in a relationship of convenience, then you establish the ground rules. Sometimes those ground rules are unspoken. So you know what the boundaries are, and, and uh, at the end of the day, though, you have to take care of them. So. Jen, or Treasure. I can't believe I keep on calling you Jen. Treasure? That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally get what Steve's saying because, uh, 
it's uh, easier to get out of a situation when children are involved when they are. But I do get what you're saying, Alexis, because if you do stick around just for the sake of the children, but you and your partner are going to be very, very unhappy. And like you said, with your parents, there was a lot of obviously very bad domestic abuse to the point where um, he had a knife chasing her around and you were in the closet like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine what you went through as a child. Like I had a great childhood growing up and thank God my parents got along. They ended up getting divorced later in life. Yeah. But, um, for reasons, um, mostly because of my dad, just not being a very good husband. So my mom left him and I didn't even realize it until after she did it. But, but anyways, uh, yeah, so there's just totally different points to everything. And I totally get that. Yeah. If you are not happy, whether there's children involved or not, you really should get out. Even if you don't want to leave your children, I get that you want to be with your children all the time, so you think you have to be with your partner, but then you're just going to be miserable, and possibly the kids will be miserable. So you're better off just getting out and then working it out with the kids, whether it's going to court or just, you know, settling, you know, a, a difference between the two, and, you know, hopefully you don't have any disagreements. So, yeah, I I, I totally understand you, you do need to know your worth, and you do need to um, figure out when to leave or when to stick it out because sometimes sticking it out isn't the best. And then sometimes leaving isn't the best, but it usually is. So that's my opinion on that. No, if if you look at relationships, I'm sorry. If you look at relationships between two people, it's always about what, this may sound selfish, but it's not intended to be, but it's always about what can you do for me? Just think about it. That's why you're in the relationship. Because they are filling a boy in your life, whatever that boy may be, whether it's emotional, whether it's, it's sexual, whether it's financial, um, just plain companionship, uh, they're filling that boy. And sometimes that, that boy, and, and you're doing the same thing for them, sometimes circumstances change and where... You can no longer be a contributing member to filling that that uh, that need for that person, and you have to you have to you have to define if the relationship is able to be continued, and if not, I think it's important to be honest with both parties and and identify the obvious, and then you've got to move on. Um, and I'll give you a story. I was in a relationship with an individual. That uh, for about three years, and very sweet person. However, she wanted more than what I could give her. Uh, I was already in a in a committed marriage, had kids. Uh, I couldn't give her what she wanted, and I and I was very honest the whole time that this is the boundaries that I'm setting because at the end of the day, my kids have to come first, and I need to be there for the kids. And the only way that I can do that is stay in the current situation that I'm in. However, emotionally, she filled a void in my life, and I filled a void in her life. So one day, we both came to an agreement. We crossed the happy medium that, you know what, this is no longer working out. And she says, I can't move on like this anymore, which I fully understood. And for myself, I, I, I... I respected her too much to want to put her through any misery and uh, uh, have her be the odd person out. So I fully respected her decision. But we got together initially because there was a 
there was a void there, both physical and emotional. And uh, it was a great three years. It was a great run. But uh, as time goes on, it came to an end. It's my philosophy is that everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that whole life cycle uh, played itself out and moved, moved on. And with that, we will take a quick break, and we will be back. Hi, this is Tandy with The Box. Whether you only join us from time to time or you are here nightly, you know that we have juicy things to say. If you have a business, product, or service that would fit with what we are doing, Contact us for the opportunity to advertise on one of several platforms or collaborate with us as a vendor, sponsor, or affiliate. Reach out to us at pandorasfantasybox.com. Fantasy with a Z. We cannot free the world all by ourselves. Join us, pandorasfantasybox.com. Before the break, Steve actually shared a story where his relationship came to an end, but it was a mutual decision. So the next thing we're going to talk about is should you stay or should you go? Lately, we've been talking about relationships. I am not a therapist, nor am I a family therapist, nor am I a psychologist. I am just stating facts that I know to be true for myself and asking the opinions of the people in the box with me and getting a couple of tips from online articles such as Cosmopolitan or Reddit. So for me, I am not married, right? But I am in a long-distance relationship. And relationships, like I said earlier, comes in phases, right? It's either going to be all cute, bubbly, and everything like that. It's going to be the honeymoon stage, or you have that slight stage before the stay or go, where you're like, okay, things hit rock bottom. What are we going to do now? Are we going to turn it around, or are we going to constantly fight about this situation? Whatever it is that you have, situation you tend to be in. However, I will make the statement where I believe behavior is learned. Behavior for anyone, whether it's a child, whether it's man, whether it's woman, behavior in any kind of relationship is learned. Because if somebody behaves a certain way and you tolerate it or you let it go, they think they can do it again and get away with it again until you decide you've had enough. Right, which is what I mean by the honeymoon before the honeymoon stage, where the wooing stage, the courting stage, everything is so cute and stuff like that. Those things, the little quirks don't bug you. Yeah, they did it during that phase, but then when it comes to the honeymoon stage, is over now. What the little quirks aren't so cute anymore, so it's a little bit confusing for them. So, me personally. I believe in every relationship, you should always make it aware what you are willing to put up with and what you will not put up with. And in every relationship, depending on the people in that relationship, it changes. I'm not saying my set of rules works for every relationship I've ever had in my life. I change the rules to adjust to the kind of relationship that I want with the person or the situation. So me personally, I am not a cheater, nor do I tolerate 
cheating. Cheating to everybody has a different definition. My definition of cheating basically is if you're going to do something, right? I don't believe in controlling my man. I don't believe in giving him ultimatums to the point where he can't have relationships with other women. Like my point is, if you're going to have a relationship with another woman and you can't tell me what you did, nor can you have a conversation with me and tell me that you're going to see her or you have seen her or what you talked about, that's cheating. Because if you can't have a conversation with me and tell me, yeah, I'm going to go grab lunch with Susan and Susan and I did such and such. And then you start hiding Susan from me. That's considered cheating because me, I'm never going to say you can't have a friend who is a girl. But on the other hand, there is that jealousy quality, but I don't get jealous. There isn't a reason for me to be jealous if you tell me about it. So for me to stay or go when it comes to a relationship where for me to stay, the good has to outweigh the bad and the communication has to still be honest and the feelings have to still be there because there is a difference between loving someone and being in love with someone. I do not stay in relationships, especially when it comes to romance, if I'm no longer in love with that person. Just because I love you does not mean I'm in love with you. And if I'm not in love with you, I'm not staying in this relationship because what's the point? You're not going to get anything out of it. it. You're just basically hit a plateau and you're not going to go anywhere. If it doesn't serve a purpose and it's not going to move forward, why am I here? Do you do you agree with that, Jen? Um, yeah, definitely, because I, um, I felt that way about the one long relationship I had because I was happy with him at first, and then, you know, his drink had just got worse and worse, and he acted worse and worse around me, and I just kept thinking, why am I still in this relationship? I'm not happy. So I did actually uh, break up with him twice, but like an idiot, I let him come back in my life, but the third time was the final straw because he almost physically abused me, so that was when I had it. But, yeah, so I totally get um, what you're saying is you really have to know your worth and you have to know what you want out of the relationship and you do have to trust the other person because there is always that jealousy factor. I've never been jealous. If my boyfriends want to have friends that are girls, that's fine. But like you said, yeah, as long as they tell me what they're doing, I'm fine with it. If they don't, then like you said, that is cheating exactly. Cause I, I consider cheating what you just said, Alexis, but then I also consider cheating. If you guys are kissing and touching or doing anything sexual, that's cheating. If you're going to hug her, that's fine. That's friendly. And if you're just going to hang out with her and talk to her and do things with her, you know, just as a friend, that's fine. But like, don't do anything with her that you would do with me. Cause that is cheating. So, so yeah, I totally get what you're saying about, um, the whole situation because yeah they're, they you just have to trust the person you have to realize that you can't control them they, nor can they control you you're in a relationship and you you're together and you need to work on that and when it comes to outside relationships you need to not let that affect your relationship and if it does then you need to talk to your partner about it and just tell them you know what what the deal is so yeah so i totally get what you're saying there alexis totally steve yeah, you know that, that the, the one key component here that I'm hearing both of you all talk about is you know, when it comes to the word cheating, it's really defining the boundaries of what the rules of engagement are going to be within that relationship. And it ultimately comes down to communication. Not everybody 
has the same boundaries that are set, and it's, it's an arrangement made between two people. I have known people that have, have been in uh, domestic relationships where they've identified that it's okay if you have a relationship, sexual relationship with another person outside of ours. However, the only thing that that person identified was that they just wanted to know about it. They wanted to have some some idea, and to a degree, some vote of approval, that it was the right decision that was going to help that person. Uh, but that's, that's an extreme, uh, that's a relationship that worked for those two people and was something that had been communicated and the boundaries had been set early on. And it worked. Uh, so in, in the term cheating, it's certainly situational, and it's also up to what the boundaries are. And then what happens if they do cheat, then what are you willing to do to uh, compromise and make amends? And is it you throw in the towel and walk away? Or is this something that an opportunity where we have an intervention, we have a conversation, uh, maybe some counseling, and uh, we mend the relationship so you can uh, continue to drive forward to what your original intention was to bring the two people. Which is why I said every relationship, depending on the parties in that relationship, make their own rules. Like I said, my rules do not apply stead and fast to every relationship that I have. But for me, cheating is an issue. That's something that I won't tolerate. But to say whether you stay or go, what if that relationship isn't a marriage? What if that relationship is a personal relationship? What if that relationship is a working relationship? What if that relationship just happens to be a dating relationship? How do you know whether you should stay or go? I would say that the biggest thing to do is if you've reached this stage, right? It's just best not to make any rash decisions. If you reach this stage, I'm sure you're, the other parties in the relationship has come to realize this reached this stage too. Just agree to take a step back and say, you know what? I need a mini break. I need a break to think things over, think things through. And then when you say that, if the other person agrees to that and stuff like that, saying, you know what, I will come back in a week and we're going to talk this out and see if there's something to salvage here or we're going to go. Because when you take that mini break, the whole purpose is not to date others, is not to seek company elsewhere, is not to do anything, but to take a look at the bigger picture, like the bigger picture of your relationship, like has the good outweighed the bad? Has there been incidents where it's a pattern? Because when you take a step back, it's easier for you to view the whole picture than it is when you're currently in a sticky situation. So for me in the past, when I decided to leave one of my particular relationships is I was engaged to someone in my 20s, and he was in the military. Yes, we were very much in love, and yes, we wanted to start a life together, but what I did not realize was in his mind, 
he had a very specific picture of what his marriage was going to be like. It's like she's supposed to stay at home. She's supposed to take care of the kids. She's supposed to take care of him, take care of everything, and he would be the main breadwinner. As in, he had all the control. He decided how the money was going to be spent, et cetera, et cetera. For him, that was the norm because that was how he grew up and that's how he wanted his marriage. For me personally, I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids, but I wanted to have my own career. I wanted to do things outside of the house. Yes, I understand that it's important to support your spouse. Yes, I understand that it's important to be a constant figure in your lives of children, but I just didn't want to be the stay-at-home mom and like what, wait until my husband came home? Right. That's just not how I pictured my life. So like we were constantly like battling over this. He didn't like the fact that I decided to return to nursing school. He didn't like the fact that I was making changes while he was overseas. Uh, like we just had a lot of issues to the point where I said, you know what, let's just take a mini break. Let's just step back, reevaluate the situation. So after we agreed that we will wait until he would come back. Um, on his leave, he and I had a heart to heart where we realized, yes, as much as we loved each other, as much as we were in love with each other, it was just time to go and go. There was no point in staying because he was not willing to compromise on what he wanted in a marriage and neither did I. So there was no point in getting married in hopes that things will work out for the best. That was just one of the situations where it was clear that it was time to go. But what if you were in the situation where it's not clear whether you should stay or go because sometimes whenever you ask advice people would always say oh you should stay you should stay or you should go or you should go but the only people who really know what's going on within your relationship is you and the other person which is why I just advise you yes it's okay to talk talk to others and get their advice and get their experience and stuff. But the only person who can make that decision, whether you stay or where you go, is you. So which is why I encourage you to look at the bigger picture. Like I said, does the good outweigh the bad? Is it an abusive relationship? Is he is he or she have predictable behavior where it's clearly a pattern. They they say they're going to do something and then they don't, and it's a pattern. They keep on apologizing for the same thing, but nothing ever gets better. So for you, you yourself have to know your worth and determine what it is it that you want out of this relationship. What is it that you need to stay and talk to your partner and saying, you know what, I have been really unhappy lately. I'm at the point where I'm deciding whether I should stay or go. So you know what, I don't believe in just walking out of a relationship. So this is what I need for me to say. And if you don't agree to this, and if you cannot meet these needs, then I'm going to walk away. But for me, that's just my experience, Steve. What has been your experience when you've been in the stay or go phase? Well, and that's a good question, um, Alexis. The the key thing to recognize in relationships is that as adults, when we're in our 20s versus when we're in our 70s, our needs, our values, our, our, who we are as a people will change. 
and when I first started that and I was in my 20s, my needs were, were more about myself, about identifying who I was, what I wanted to be, my career, uh, my goals. And at that time in my life, females for long-term commitment weren't, it wasn't, wasn't an interest. Love and children was not a value that I placed very highly on in my 20s. In my late 20s, uh, really early 30s, I got married. And then we started the family. But before we started the family, there was that period of time where both my spouse and I, we got to know each other. We got to do things. We learned how to be a couple instead of two individuals because both of us got married in our 30s. Both of us had, had very active lives in our 20s. We did what we wanted to do. A lot of partners, a lot of friends, a lot of experiences. So in our 30s, it was about us trying to learn to be a couple. And then as we got older into our, into our late 30s, early 40s, we started having kids. We started having and then as we, we had raised, started raising our kids in our 40s and our 50s, uh, life changes. She goes through menopause. Uh, I, I'm out working, trying to provide for, for the family. And it's all about the family unit. And then now we're at the later phases of the family unit. The oldest is 19. The youngest is going to be 15. And now we're looking at the next phase of our relationship. And we have to, we're looking at what is it, we're going, what does this relationship mean now? And what we in, originally got together for was to build a family, have kids, and live our lives in that component. But now, as we've raised our kids, I've identified a different value set, different needs, and she's identified different needs. So now we're looking at that next phase of life into our 60s, and, and, and then, then we get into our 70s. So does the relationship when you first start out with somebody in your 20s, it's important to understand who you are as an individual. And a lot of times, people who are in their 20s, don't know themselves and haven't matured to a point where they understand the consequences of what's going to happen when they're 30s and 40s because your needs as a 20-year-old certainly are entirely different than your needs as a 40-year-old. And that's one of the key things when you're getting into a long-term relationship is that it's very hard and got, it requires a lot of communication, but also do you all share the same goals? And then the realization that sometimes you get to a point where now your goals change and you have to make a decision. Do I pursue these goals or do I continue to save this and work on this relationship? So they do change over time. They do change. And we will be right back with this quick Hi, this is Tandy with The Box. 
Membership has its privileges, you know. If you are not yet a member of Pandora's Fantasy Box, well then, shame on you. All memberships are 40% off until 10-31-2020. That's Samhain for those of you who know such things. Some might call it Halloween. An especially delicious night. Oh, I got distracted. If you want to live free like I do, come on inside with me. Find us at PandorasFantasyBox.com. Fantasy with a Z. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Find us where people choose to live free. PandorasFantasyBox.com. And we're back. Treasure, um, when you were in a situation where you were deciding whether to stay or go, what are the contributing factors that will help you make your decision? Well, um, it was just at the point where I just wasn't happy with him, and I was telling my friends and family about it, and I said the situation, and, you know, basically it comes down to it. He was a verbally abusive alcoholic that treated me like crap when he drank. And then, of course, when he was sober, he was completely different. So it was literally a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of thing, and that's why I got out because, like I said, I did uh, break it off with him twice, but I let him back in, and I shouldn't have. And then the third time when I broke it off with him, he tried hard to get back into my life because he probably figured, oh, I did it twice before. I can do it again the third time. Nope, I didn't let him. So um, so that was a deciding factor. And like everyone said, they're, they're, they're like, Jen, you can do better than him. You deserve better than him. And I, I knew that, you know, I, I knew. But I just, you know, couldn't bring myself to just dump him for the third and final time, you know. But I totally agree with what Steve said before the break is um, – your needs do change over time. Like what I needed in my twenties is totally different now than in my forties, you know, cause like, I feel like as you, you know, get older, you grow and your needs do change. And I know that's exactly why my parents got divorced after so many years, because I'm sure my mom's needs changed from when they first got together to when she ended up divorcing him. And, you know, she divorced him for many, many reasons. And she told me about that after the divorce, but um, but, yeah, so you really just have to know your worth, know that you deserve better than someone that's going to mistreat you, and you just need to realize that you're better off without them, and, and even if you don't want to be alone, that's okay, because I know a lot of problems, and I, I know this from several friendships I've had, is some women, and even men, will only be in a relationship because they can't be alone, and that is so wrong, because why would you want to be in a relationship and not be happy then be alone and be much happier. You may be lonely and, you know, uh, wanting companionship and everything like that, but you're much happier by yourself than with someone that's going to make you miserable. And there's so many people out there that are like that, that they just feel like they have to be with someone just to be happy, and that's not true. I may not be with someone now, but if I was with someone that made me miserable like my ex did years ago, I would be more miserable with him than alone. So I'm almost better off being alone than being in that kind of relationship like that. And I've just made so many bad choices with men, which I need to, obviously at my age, you think I know better, but I still need to work on that. But, um, but yeah, so that, that's what it comes down to is you just have to know your worth, know that you're not necessarily better than that person, but you deserve better than how they're treating you. So that's how I knew I had to get out because 
I just knew the longer I stayed with him, the worse my life was going to be. And he, my mom even told me that many, many times that I could have ended up, you know, going to jail or he could end up going to jail because the abuse would have went from verbal to physical. It almost did. That's why I dumped him the third time because he, he acted like he was going to hit me and scare the crap out of me. And I was crying and blah, blah, blah. And um, so I, I thought for sure it was going to turn physical. So I knew I had to get out. So that's when I knew that I could not just stay with him and, you know, try to see if things are going to get better because things got very, very worse, you know, the, the longer we were together. So, so that's the bad experience I've had in a relationship and I really haven't had a decent one since him, but you know, that's my own issue and not anyone else's. Well, now that we've came to the stage where you decided to stay or go, if you had decided to stay, my advice to you is to just, Take it easy. Like, you know, don't expect things to change like that. Like, you should see progress. And if you don't see progress, it's time to revisit the situation. But if you had made the decision to walk, now is the stage where the end of your relationship is here. How do you let go and move on? Because no matter what your situation is, even if it's an abusive relationship, even if your partner was a bitch or an ass, right? You still invested so much time in this relationship where you're going to feel a loss because for whatever, however long your relationship was, this person was your everything or this person filled a void like Steve has mentioned. So now you no longer have this person in your life. What do you do? Like it's so simple because as soon as you walked away from this situation and you realize a day or two later, oh my God, did I make a mistake? Like I missed this person so much. It's so simple to reach for that phone. It's so simple to like, you know, drive on by that person's house or it's even simpler to go on social media and stalk them. My advice don't do it because you need to remember there was a reason why you walked away from that relationship right for me personally as soon as I decide to walk away from a relationship I always have a end of relationship conversation where I say what I need to say to the person the person says what that person needs to say to me. And after that, like my cousin likes to tell me, I'm a cold-hearted bitch when it comes to end of relationships. Because when I'm done, I'm done. That's it. I don't want to hear from you. I don't wish I don't wish you any harm or anything like that. I just cut you off cold turkey. I don't want to hear from you. I delete you from my phone. I clear out all your voicemails. I clear out all your texts. I delete you off my social media. I have no way to contact you. That for me is how I learned how to let go because for me, it's hard when you still have some sort of remembrance of this person in your life. And for me, when I'm done with a person, I'm just done with a person. It's like, you know, good riddance, whatever you want to call it, wash your hands, dry it off, and like, you know, move on. But moving on isn't so simple because, of course, this person was in your life for a certain time. They filled it this void. Now you're going to have to learn how to readjust. But for me, readjusting or learn how to let go, it's just better when I cut off all communication. Like, 
you know, they could still contact you, but you don't have that temptation where you're going to go through your phone and say, oh, look at this cute picture, or oh, here's this person's number, oh, look at when was the last time they texted me something. I don't like to hold on to remembrance of that. When I'm done, I'm done. What about you, Steve? I'll tell you a story. Back in uh, when I was 16, 20 I was in a relationship We were living together We certainly had started to Plan our future together She was in nursing school She joined the Navy To to help broaden her Nursing career I was in college And She went down to basic training in Orlando She graduated And I was down there with her when she graduated. And I remember her telling me that as I, when I left, she, said, she called me over the phone and just says that she's going on active duty full time and that uh, probably we're going to have to call a, call a closure on this. Um, I, I later found out that she met somebody in basic training and she ended up married Fast forward to about uh, 25 years later uh, with the uh, joy of Facebook. Somebody, one day I'm sitting there and this person reaches out and uh, says, are you the same so-and-so that was used to be a college student and lived here and lived there and used to be a professional firefighter? And I said, yeah, that was me. And I knew who it was. And, you know, the nice thing about this is that we just became friends. She was in a committed marriage. I was in a committed marriage. She had raised her kids. I had raised my kids. And, you know, when we were younger, we had a great, great time together. And it didn't work out for whatever reason. And we moved on. Uh, there was no hard feelings. And, and actually, I remember telling her, that back then I was a very selfish and, and insecure individual and the relationship would have never worked anyhow. So she made the right decision. And to this day, we still are friends. Uh, I will call her if I have questions about elementary school stuff or height or school stuff in general. She's a school teacher. And, uh, and she it, been a very valuable experience in that relationship. Our relationship today has been redefined by life and circumstances, and she meets a need in my life, and I meet a need in her life. And it's not romantic, and it's not sexual. It's it's purely just a friendship, which is really the beauty of this thing. We started out as friends, lovers separated by 25 years and now we've come back full circle to where we're friends so that's that's the beauty of uh, relationships that's my story what about you Jen how do you let go when you've made the decision that it's time to go Um, well I actually want to comment on Steve's story because that's actually really really cool that you guys were together and then 25 years later, you got together, but you just, you're friends now. That's awesome. That's, that's a really 
cool story. I like that. Um, but basically, yeah, how I feel is when I uh, break up with a guy, I'm, I'm pretty much done with him too. Now, I actually did have, uh, I think, two ex-boyfriends that I did encounter um, several times. And by that, I mean I just hooked up with them sexually. And I know that was a big no-no, but, of course, you know, he was wanting it, so was I, so it just happened. But as far as, like, getting back together with them, I never did that. We just hooked up several times. But as far as when I broke up with them, yeah, I basically just, like you said, like, leave their texts, their pictures, uh, their number. Um, I didn't, there wasn't much social media back then because this was, like, in the early 2000s, even though Facebook's been around for a while. I don't think I was on Facebook until, like, 2009. But anyways, um, so this was all prior to that. But, yeah, so that's basically what I did. And then I actually found one of my exes on Facebook, but he was actually married with two kids, so we just became friends and we talked a little bit on Facebook. We're actually still Facebook friends, but um, I don't really talk to him much on there. Um, I'm not really on Facebook a whole lot, so I don't really talk to a whole lot of people on there anyway, except mainly just some friends and family. But um, And then as far as the other ex, yeah, I basically just cut him out of my life. But the thing with him is he still was around because he was still in love with me because, of course, I dumped him. He didn't dump me. And he would call me drunk, of course, wanting me back all the time. And, you know, he did call me constantly. I would say after we broke up, it probably lasted for, like, um, six years maybe. I'm not really sure. Either six, eight, six or eight years, I believe. And I know that seems like a lot, but it really isn't because I would only hear from him, like, once or twice a year, whether it was a phone call or text. I actually ran into him a few times, which is kind of awkward, but we didn't make it awkward. We just talked like we were friends. Um, so, yeah, I've had the uh, – the issue of running into the exes after we break up, but it wasn't too, too bad. Um, and then, of course, it's hooking up with them. But, um, but yeah, I'm with you, Lexus. I basically just cut off all communication and just, you know, cut them on my life. But the story that Steve shared, that's really, really cool, because if you can be with someone and then so many years later be friends with them, like, that's awesome. Like, I, I wish that something like that would have happened to me, but, you know, unfortunately it didn't. I did recently uh, – connect with my old childhood friend on Facebook, but he's not really willing to like, you know, communicate with me as much as I want to with him. So, so at least that was nice, but I was never really with him. We were just really great childhood friends. So, um, but yeah, so that's my opinion on it, I guess, is I just, you know, cut all ties because you're better off. And like you said, you go back to their phone number, their, their pictures and you're like, Oh, I wonder how they're doing. And then you call them. No, 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 no. That's, that's a big no, no. Cause then you're just going to, you know, reopen that chapter that you tried to close, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Let me, but... let me also, let me, let me add something to this. I think the one element that, that we have an opportunity to present that's missing is, is counseling. Today, it's much more socially acceptable to go to counseling and, and get mental health um, based on an emotional disturbance in your life or emotional void. So I would say if you're in a position where you're having to separate in a relationship and it's going to be painful, obviously that's a very traumatic time. It's uh, maybe it's time to look at counseling and a lot of your, your local communities have, have uh, government sponsored agencies that provide these services at a very low cost, and uh, you can seek that counseling and, and get some guidance to help you navigate through these turbulent times that you're experiencing through the loss of this uh, loved one. 
Well, uh, yeah, I do. I do agree with that. Yeah, there is a lot of counseling options available, and then it's more acceptable. So I'm totally yeah. agreement and with you with that. Unfor- too. Unfortunately, we only have a couple of minutes left. So to recap this talk, is is it for us here at Pandora's Box to make the decision for you whether you should know your words, stay or go, or how to let go? It's just based on my experiences, Steve's experiences, and Treasure's experience. Like I had advised you, the only person who know your words know whether you should go or stay or how to let go is you. So like Steve mentioned, if you've reached the stage where you're leaving and it's of course going to be traumatic, it's best to reach out to a professional to help you deal with your feelings and to come up with healthy ways to cope at the loss of a relationship. So here at Pandora's Box, we do believe in making your fantasies come true three at a time. And I do encourage you to go get your membership because membership does come with perks. Memberships right now are discounted at 40% off until October the 31st, 2020, Halloween. And some of the perks would be you would get access to coaching classes, webinars, and who there might be an extra webinar or two where you would learn how to cope, learn the stages of your relationship, learn how to have a happy relationship, learn how to spice things up in your relationship, how to turn things around. Because let's face it, hearing a podcast or two sometimes is helpful, but there are so many questions or so many things that are still left to be discussed. So let us know if, A, you would like to hear more podcasts on this subject. B, if you want to reach out and let us know if there's anything you would like us to discuss. And C, even if to just say hi. And you can do that at www.pandorasfantasybox, that's fantasy with a Z, dot com. And I would just like to say good night, listeners. Good night, Steve. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Box. Thank you for coming with us to one of the playgrounds found in Pandora's Fantasy Box. We are where adults of all genders, orientations, and lifestyles can explore and connect. We meet here at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join our conversation. Even better, suggest topics you want. Connect with us. Find us here on Facebook. Who knows where else we might be seen and admired. Come to Pandora's PandorasFantasyBox.com. That is fantasy with a Z. And find out why membership has its privileges. PandorasFantasyBox.com. Not C-U-M, but you will live free.